Carrie Lake here. I wanted to reach out to you to let you know that I am still in this fight with you. For two years, I've been sounding the alarm about our broken election system here in Arizona. And this past week has confirmed everything we've been saying. When we called for Katie Hobbs to recuse herself over a year ago, they ridiculed us. It turns out we were right. The fox was guarding the hen house, and because of that, voters have been disenfranchised. When we raised concerns and I filed a lawsuit months ago to get rid of the electronic voting machines, they said we were crazy. Well, it turns out we were right. On election day, nearly half of all polling locations had problems with tabulating machines and printers. Malfunctioning tabulation machines forced voters to wait in line for hours to exercise their sacred right to vote. I talked to voters who waited in line for hours. One man told me he went to a location and there was a three hour line because the tabulators weren't working. He drove 15 miles to another location and the printers weren't working. He drove another 15 miles and was finally able to cast his vote, but he's not sure it counted. Our election officials failed us miserably. What happened to Arizonans on election day is unforgivable. Tens of thousands of Maricopa County voters were disenfranchised. Now I am busy here collecting evidence and data. Rest assured, I have assembled the best and brightest legal team, and we are exploring every avenue to correct the many wrongs that have been done this past week. I'm doing everything in my power to right these wrongs. My resolve to fight for you is higher than ever. This movement started in Arizona and it quickly expanded to all 50 states. It's a movement of mama bears and papa bears and students and Arizonans who love this country, who want secure borders, who want schools that prepare their children for the real opportunities that are out there. It's a movement of Arizonans who want safe streets once again and want the drug crisis to come to an end. It's a movement of Arizonans who want prosperity and the pursuit of happiness. That movement is stronger than it ever has been. And I can promise you one thing. This fight to save our republic has just begun. I love you, Arizona, and I love you, America. All right, welcome back. That was Carrie Lake. Still in the fight for Arizona, Maricopa County, 2020 disaster, 2022 disaster. Need to do something about it. The Arizona Assistant Attorney General, Jennifer Wright, uh, said she will not certify the election between Republican Carrie Lake and Democratic Katie Hobbs until she gets answers to the questions she said surrounding the voting machines in Maricopa County. These complaints go beyond pure speculation, but include firsthand witnesses accounts that raise concerns regarding Maricopa's lawful compliance with Arizona's election law. Uh, Arizona deserves a full report and accounting of the myriad of problems that occurred in the relation to Maricopa County's administration of the 2022 general election. We shall see what is to happen. It's, uh, it's continuing on. Carrie Lake has not slowed down. She is continuing to fight. We all know there's a problem there in Maricopa County. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense with what we have seen come out of there. You know, it's like most of the elections. You know, we felt that certain candidates were doing very well. They were polling well. Everything looked to be on their side. We expected it to turn out in a different way than it turned out. And now we need to get to the bottom of why it did or didn't go that way. Maricopa County, right off the rip, and I was even tweeting about it when I was seeing people posting it, retweeting and retruthing it, that uh, 
they were having issues, people filming that, you know, what she said, uh, printers are down, you know, it's not accepting ballots, either go somewhere else or come back later, or we're going to put it over here to the side and put it in a third box that we will collect, and then we will ship them out to a secured location, and we'll count them later. It's just very sloppy, very messy, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but definitely needs to be addressed to make people feel uh, comfortable that the voting system is functioning as it should. That there's no tomfoolery going on and that if she lost, then she lost. If she won, then she won. If it was an honest mistake with the machines, okay, so be it. But then let's see what the real numbers are. But it does need to be investigated and analyzed before you can give the give Maricopa County, give Arizona a clear and defined winner. We got to watch, see how it plays out. Uh, it should be interesting going forward. Carrie Lake is fired up. She's definitely not going away anytime soon. All right, you know we frequently talk about how my opinion, and this is my opinion, is that they're trying to dumb people down because I feel that an ignorant society is easily controlled. You don't know the truth. Um, I like to bring up a lot script writing. They don't teach kids how to write script. All of our founding documents are written in script. So you got to wonder, is that intentional? Is it unintentional? Uh, it could be, you know, some people might call it a conspiracy theory. But overall, if you look at our education level has been consistently dropping for years, especially since we've had COVID. It's proven now that this younger generation is even further behind than the generation ahead of them. And I personally believe that it's by design mostly because an uneducated society is easy to control. Um, to drive my point home, the American Bar Association drops the LSAT requirement for law school uh, admissions in the name of diversity. This is from the Daily Caller. The accrediting council for the American Bar Association voted 15 to 1 to no longer require the administering of the law school admissions test, the LSAT, for law school applicants, according to the Wall Street Journal. Starting in 2025, the ABA will no longer mandate that law schools require a valid and reliable admission test. As part of its application process, after feedback from public comment period uh, suggested that dropping the testing requirements would increase diversity, again, according to the Washington Journal. Law schools may still require the test to be part of its admissions process, but the LSAT will no longer be required for accreditation. Okay, <laughs> I, got, I got to be honest with you here. Uh, if you were aspiring to be a lawyer, and that's what you wanted to do, and it's admirable if that's what you want to do in life, and you have a goal that you've set for yourself, and you should try to achieve that goal. But I think that if you're aspiring to be that, there should be some benchmarks that you have to hit to further yourself down that path to eventually become a lawyer. I think that your educational level needs to be at a certain level, not to use the same word repetitively here, but it does need to be at a certain level for you to get into a accredited college 
uh, that would produce, you know, an excellent, an excellent lawyer, somebody who's well educated in the law. I would think you would want that yourself, and I think most people would want that in society. The fact that you're going to get rid of these testings um, because of diversity issues, okay, it means you're going to have a weaker pool of lawyers or aspiring lawyers entering into these universities that one day will either have one of two problems. Either A, you will be a subpar lawyer because you just aren't that good, um, in which case your clients suffer more than anything, and you probably won't be a lawyer that long uh, in, in, in the end. Uh, number two, you will never become a lawyer because you went down a path that's too challenging for you that you were not prepared for, and you're going to waste a lot of time and money on an education that you will not have and a profession that you will not be able to work into, which, if you would ask me, kind of further divides everything, don't you think? I I don't see the problem with requiring anybody because the test is for all. It's not like white people get one test and black people get another test and Hispanic people get it. They all get the same test. If you are capable of taking it and scoring very well on it, by all means, go to the college of your choice. I'm sure some of them will be chomping at the bits to get you to come to their universities and probably even offering you some types of scholarships to come there And then you can further your education, eventually passing the bar and becoming a world-renowned lawyer because that would obviously be your dream if that's what you're trying to do. Or at least you'd be a lawyer working in the field of your choice that you enjoy because maybe you enjoy law and you are well-educated and you are good at what you do. By lowering the standard and not requiring this uh, component of the testing, is probably going to have the reverse effect and it's going to increase the disparities proponents seek to reduce by increasing the influence of bias in the review process. That sounded pretty good, didn't it? That definitely wasn't mine. (laughs) Yeah, that came right out of the article. So it made more sense. Everything up to that point was mine, but I liked, they put it better than I could possibly say it. So that's why I threw that in there, but they're 100% right. This will end up blowing back in their face and backfiring, and then it's going to be worse than ever. If you're already concerned that it's not diverse enough as far as lawyers go, which I don't see that at all, but you know, I, I, I don't see most of the things that the left sees, uh, it's just going to continue to get worse. I don't think anybody really cares what color, creed, gender, whatever your lawyer is, as long as you know when you need that lawyer, you're going to get the best lawyer possible. I think it's more racist to do it the way that they're doing it because it's telling people of color because they say it's not diverse enough. So now we're, we're talking about everybody outside of whites because that's always the main focus here. Okay, So you're telling these people that they're not educated enough to take these tests and do well enough to be attractive to different universities so that you can attend there and become the lawyer that you want to become. I think it's more racist to tell them that you can't do it. We're we're going to make it easier for you because you couldn't possibly pass this test. I, I don't understand how people don't see this as a negative. 
Some people might. I know I certainly do. But the people on the left think that this is leveling the playing field. It doesn't level the playing field by giving somebody a pass because you think that they're not smart enough to pass these tests. And what's wrong with requiring these tests anyways? It lets you know that they are educated enough to begin this journey because it's not like it's going to get easier from that point. So see, if you give them a free pass on the test, the workload and the work is only going to get tougher and tougher from that point. So you are setting them up for failure in the name of diversity. The left, they are the most racist group of people and it's they always point at everybody else, but nobody ever points out these things, the, these scenarios. This is as racist as it gets. We're going to wipe away the test in the name of, of diversity. We're going to throw you right into the frying pan, and it's sink or swim time. Doesn't make sense. It's not helpful to, uh, to those people that are not having to take these tests. There should be requirements. There's nothing wrong with having these requirements. And anything less than that, to me, if you're saying they can't do it because of their color, that is racist. My gosh. All right. The Biden administration agrees to fund climate reparations at the UN summit. You got to love this. Climate reparations. I'm not going to go through this whole article, uh, but what they are talking about in this article is putting money aside or monies aside for countries that they say have been impacted the most, and poor countries, obviously, that have been impacted the most by climate change. Whether Whatever type of natural disaster is there, they're going to say that's from climate change, and we're going to put money and other support, and we're going to throw it at these people in the name of climate change. So we're going to spend more money that we don't have, give it to countries that, I don't know, just as a freebie, to, in the name of climate change. So we're going to hurt ourselves once again in the name of climate change. Now, this isn't a done deal. They have only agreed. Uh, follow me here for a second. Because this should let you know. This was out of the article. Because this comes from a Democrat that actually said this. There is actually no money that's going to be changing hands right now. But what they did. Here we go. They have agreed to agree on fundings in 2023 at the next summit when they all sit down to talk about this and come to another agreement on how it's to be done. Only a Democrat could do that. You agree to agree to talk about it so you can agree to agree. <laughs> I mean, just what the hell are we doing here? But yes, that is where we are going. COP27 looks like it was very productive, filled with morons. You heard Klaus Schwab that I played for you last week that's talking about a new world order. You got Joe Biden willing to give away the entire United States, give away all the money we have, give everything away in the name of climate change to countries that they are saying, uh, you know, those natural disasters are because the climate is changing. Yes. 
Uh, there was a couple hurricanes here in Florida. So whatever number, whatever money you were going to give away, why don't you just send it down here? We'll take it here in Florida. We'll hold on to it for you for a rainy day instead of just giving it away recklessly, recklessly to other countries. And I'm sure it's not that simple. I'm sure there's a lot of backhand deals in why they're going to be so strategic on what countries are getting what and for what reason. It's never just, oh, here, here's a freebie. No, no, no. It's, how you doing? Good. This is what we're going to say we're going to do, and this is what you're going to do for us in return. I'm sure that's where that's going. But the COP27, disastrous. And uh, under the Biden regime, it's not going to get any better over the course of the next two years. They're going to meet a couple more times before we have an opportunity to get rid of this uh, decrepit 80-year-old miser that needs to be out of the White House. All right, reported from the Daily Wire, persecution of Christians raising in at least 18 countries uh, is of particular concern. A report finds that 18 countries, mainly in Asia, Africa, and the Middle East, are going after Christians for their beliefs. I'm going to give you all the countries. They include China, Afghanistan, Turkey, Syria, Saudi Arabia, Sudan, Mali, Nigeria, uh, Eritrea, Ethiopia, Mozambique, Pakistan, Myanmar, Russia, North Korea, Vietnam, India, and Qatar. What are they doing? You are having pastors are being are disappearing, priests are disappearing, uh, churches are being burnt to the ground. In certain Arab countries, you are having Christians that are being burned at the stake being imprisoned and tortured, never to be seen again. In China, they're being sent to re-education camps where, again, a lot of them are never to be seen again. Uh, My church in particular right now, we have a fund going to build a Christian church uh, in Ethiopia. I mean, you know, it doesn't cost nowhere near what it costs here. I think it's 15000 to build them a nice church so that they're not under uh, stick poles and uh, blankets outside. These people can have a place to go and worship at. Um, and even in that country, they're being persecuted for their faith. Why do I bring this up? I think one country that they have left off is the United States. Because right here at home, although we may not be disappearing and churches may not be burning at the same rates that they are in other countries, uh, we are being attacked nonstop. Our belief is being attacked nonstop. We are living in a world that's attacking Christians because Christianity represents God, which represents hope. Here at home, we hear for our attacks that college students want in God we trust taken off of their buildings. You have the Massachusetts Democrats want God removed from the oath of office. So help me God, no more Democrats house traditions. They don't want them in there. You have many on the left, if you're on Twitter, like I am, that on there will tell you that Christianity is a disease. You'll have atheists make the argument that God is not real. And these attacks are only going to get worse as time goes by. The, the longer we go, the more globally people want to remove God. Again, because it's a representation of hope. And I don't know where you stand religiously. Like maybe you're an atheist or maybe you're Jewish or whatnot. But if you're Jewish, you believe in God anyways. But whatever your belief is, I can tell you that as a Christian, I find no greater hope in my life 
than when I am praying and talking to God and knowing that there is somebody watching over me. I mean, we can argue the uh, existence of God back and forth all day. I can definitely go toe-to-toe with you on that one. But what I'm trying to highlight here is how dangerous this is. People around the world are being killed because they believe in God, because they're Christian. You're having these people disappear. You're having them tortured. You're having them re-educated. You're having them murdered because of their beliefs. I mean, our society, we're at a tipping point. This is what they did to the Jews in Nazi Germany, okay? They went after the Jews because of their beliefs, because the Nazis felt the Jews were subhuman, that they needed to eradicate them. Well, you're seeing this same poison slowly creeping into different societies around the world. It's always been there in the Middle East, I'll give you that much, but it is creeping in in other places, even here at home, and we have to get a handle on this. We cannot allow this to continue. If you know anything about history, and history likes to repeat itself, we do not need another situation like what happened with the Jews. We don't need that, not because I'm Christian and I'm scared of getting rounded up. That's not the point. Do we really need to repeat that evil in this world? It's not necessary. We're better than that. We should learn from our mistakes. They weren't our mistakes, but history teaches all. And in history, that shows you the mistakes that were made in the past, and we are supposed to be intelligent enough with as much as society claims how smart we are, we should be intelligent enough not to repeat those same mistakes. But we're going down a very dark path here that we should know better than to go down. So we all need to bind together. You definitely want to keep this on the front page because... People are being literally murdered in other countries right now for their beliefs. And to show you how dangerous that can be, today it's Christians. What will it be tomorrow? Will it be atheists tomorrow? Will it be Jews again tomorrow? Will it be Muslims tomorrow? See, it's not good for any of us. So we got we to gotta watch this one. I thought that one would be important to talk about Um because it, it is an important subject. You know, you're, once again, Nazi Germany, Jews. Well, now we're in 2022 and we're persecuting Christians in 18 countries plus one. You know, I would say the United States. It hasn't gotten to a violent level, like I said, but it is there. That that turn is there. That There's this mental turn that people are starting to take where this hate is starting to grow for Christians. So please pay attention to that. Uh, Judge orders the release of court documents that may shed some light on the alleged Epstein associates. Uh, This is from the Daily Wire. It doesn't really give you any names except for one that has already been out. However, in the judge's ruling, what he's saying is that during the Maxwell sex trafficking trial, that the majority of these names have already been made public. So there's really no reason to hide them anymore. Uh, Under contention were the real names of Doe's 12, 28, 97, 107, 144, 147, 171, and 183. Um, Doe 183 got a temporary delay to allow that individual to appeal. They're going to release their names. Uh, I think we need to see the names because we need to see who some of the associates are here 
Epstein obviously can't tell us anything because he's sitting in a pine box somewhere. Maxwell's trial, even her court records, there's a lot of redaction there. You're not seeing a lot from there. But we need to start getting more names so we can connect the dots. And if there's any political players, which we're all pretty sure there are, one of the names already is uh, related to a Democrat, uh, I, we would like to know about it because we got to start piecing all of this together. Epstein trial, big trial. Uh, it's been buried since Biden's been in office. Not much has happened. It's been very quiet. This should be uh, very big depending on the names that come out. And then you got to do a little investigation into the names to see who they are linked to. I'd like to see it. It's going to be made public record. I was unable to find it. No matter where I looked, I don't know if I have to request it, but it's certainly not online yet. But I know that somebody will request it and put it online here shortly because that's just the way of our world right now. And we could start putting some of the pieces of the puzzle together. So keep an eye out for that because that should be coming soon. All right. Remember, tomorrow, not today, tomorrow will be my last episode for the week. I'll be taking Thanksgiving off and then I will be back Monday. We'll be back to business as usual. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. It's always great help, especially on Apple. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, littlejoecc.com. Go to the contact section, and you can also peruse the website and check out anything else I do there. Beyond that, I hope you have a wonderful Tuesday, and we will do it again tomorrow.